Hello and welcome to the 82nd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division of baseball. My name's Sam Clark, and with me as always, the cool, cold glass to my water, Brandon Gloss. Brandon Gloss? Brandon Gloss. <laughs> you said glass, and you got the GL stuck in your brain. I did, I did, I did. But I Gloss. Did, but... I know. I also was just like zoned out for a second because we, we had a conversation before we jumped in. And I was thinking about a couple of things related to that. And I I heard me just straight muscle memory saying the, the intro and then was like, I don't have a thing. Oh, sure. I don't right, have right. a thing. So that's, like just, when, that's like when you're on stage and you have the lines in your brain mm-hmm. and then yes. you acknowledge, you go, oh, I'm reading the lines. And then you go, close, you know? Yes, and then you say close sometimes. You the a band you've known very well for half a decade. You call them by their wrong last name, and that's Glose. just the normal thing we do around here. Glose. I'll take I'll take close. You know, I get it a lot of times. I get the last name Gross. People will say, and I mm, go, no, no, okay. no. This is a word in the English dictionary. You can say it. Don't be ashamed. You're not going to offend me. That's what it is. I understand. I understand if you uh, if you I, is it because they're like anticipating embarrassment on your part? Uh, maybe I don't know. I wonder if the people that. This is a study. This is a narcissistic uh, psychology study I'll do. The people that say my name, Gross, are they anxious people that are worried that they will uh, offend me? Yes, I think that's probably much more accurate. I'm going to call up Stanford, never... and I'm going to do this study. Was that last name a uh, a pain in the ass as a kid? You know, people ask me that a lot, and I would say not really. I don't remember okay. getting bullied too much. I, I obviously got a few times. I got, what is your middle name? Is... Yes. Okay. That's good. And then I've gotten a, I've gotten like a couple times, like as an adult, I'll like say that's yeah. my last name, and like another adult will be like, "Really?" And then I'm oh like, "You were thirty five. What are you yeah, doing you, right now?" That's very funny. That's very funny. Yeah, I guess I never really put any thought into the fact that your last name is also because you're a mature a man. Word for thank you. That's what famously what people say about me. They say I'm a mature man. I'm a mature man. Hey, Brandon. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Did you eat your split beans or something what is the thing i had 12 grapes does is, that count is that a real I, thing it, or just make that up i don't know someone at the party i was at a good friend of mine danny the guy in my band was like uh in our band excuse me was like eat 12 grapes as fast as you can so i did it and Are i just challenge you you got grapes. peer pressure no, I, I don't i did get peer pressure I, it was a cold approach he cold approached me and said uh eat 12 grapes and i vaguely remember doing this last year i know spinach is also another thing that you can eat What's the, the beans? Year. The black eyed peas, right? Isn't that I, not the bad? I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm Googling 12 grapes at midnight. Okay. 12 grapes is a Spanish tradition that consists of eating a grape with each of the 12 clock bell strikes at midnight of December oh. 31st. Okay. Is But Danny's not a Spanish man. He's no, a Jewish he's Italian man, right? That's correct. That's 100% correct. Yeah, I don't know mm. why he started doing this. Okay. It dates back to at least 1895, but was consolidated among the population in 1909. Kind of not a very old tradition, honestly. That's a little shocking. That's, yeah. I guess, I guess how old is the idea of ringing in the new year, though? Like having a big celebration on the first of How long of has Ryan Seacrest been doing it? Dick Clark? <laughs> I don't know. When Miley did Dick Cyrus Clark and start Dolly it? Parton. Yeah. <laughs> you see the Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton? I saw some clips? of it. You know what? I thought it was the, the best of the new hey, year shows. It's fun. It's way funner. Way, way funner. Way more fun than a lot of the other stuff they're throwing on there. I like think Andy the... Uh, did you see David Byrne? perform on that that was bad you saw that that was insane that was weird he looked so uncomfortable how do they get the lead singer of the talking heads and not do a talking head song money baby it's gotta be the money but why but like don't you think people would have wanted to hear that i know i don't know right i would have assumed he was gonna sing a talking head song that was insane that he didn't yeah but what made me laugh was these are young young hit people in miami dancing and they were probably like Who's Who this fuck? Who's this strange <laughs> off man that is on stage? Yeah, who's right this now? tall, awkward man on stage right now? Yes. Yeah, that was really silly. Also, are we? And I, I love her. Obviously, she's a great person. Dolly's one of the an iconic person. When are we approaching Tony Bennett territory, where maybe she doesn't need to be doing a lot of live performances? She seemed pretty cognizant on stage. She seemed pretty with it. But like, well, I think she's with it though, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tony it's Bennett. It's funny you Somebody bring up Tony Bennett. Later. Yeah, it's yeah, funny you bring up Tony Bennett. I think Dolly's with it. She sounds pretty good. She sounded good. No, she sounded good. She, uh, she has a voice that. So, ages what's your well. gripe, it, man? <laughs> I guess I just saw her up there, and I was like, 
how like are you having fun if she's having fun then by all means but like we said we'll mention tony bennett later in the podcast but i know that it's to the point where he doesn't even it's talk about muscle memory with me in the introduction this guy's up there like with no recollection of who he is or what he's doing with lady gaga lady gaga's yeah wheeling him out there actually Uh, brandon it's pronounced lady gaga lady gaga it's pronounced (laughs) gloss it's pronounced close lady close um but did you do anything fun for new year's yeah i hung out had dinner not really nice. i'm not a big new year's guy you didn't go to a party oh you were you were still a family i was with the fam did you oh you were you had the grapes we know this already i went to, i went to the party you it had the great. 1909 grapes i had the 1909 grapes it was a lot of fun we where there's a little rooftop um yeah, it was just kind of like a little classic New York New Year's Eve. There was a great cheese spread. Shout out to Christopher and Jen for putting out a great charcuterie board cheese spread at their party. It was so are nice. You, are you a... Um, Parked my little fat ass there. Are you a, mold, a moldy cheese fan? A blue cheese fan? I'm I'm kind of an anything cheese fan. Okay. You know what cheese I wasn't a fan of initially was? Was brie. What? It took me a while to come on to brie. I'm still a, a little take. off on brie. Going to be honest. Okay. Yeah. It's Not into creamy. the brie. Not into the blue cheese. I think I was exposed to blue cheese at a young age because that was like a very popular dinner time salad dressing. And we ate a lot of salad, sure. side salads uh, right. growing up. If you're up. exposed so, to it, then. Yeah, I think I was just, honestly, shout out to, to my parents. They did a wonderful job making yes. me just kind of try everything. So I, yeah. I don't really have like an aversion to food. Honestly, whenever anybody asks, the one thing that I've given, I've given a healthy shot to multiple times is internal organs. I've tried it. Just within the last two years, I went oh, out to a yeah. restaurant and someone got liver and I was like, yeah, I will just earnestly try it and see if I can enjoy yep. that. It's just not for me. It's just not for not me. Not for me either. I went to a food festival years ago uh, in Miami where David Byrne mm-hmm. was was on stage. Shout out Miami. Yeah. Um, shout out to Miami. And I uh, I try, I was eating everything, drinking everything, whatever. And then yeah, they yeah, had man. lamb's heart. And I said, you know Whoa. what? When in Rome, do as the lamb do. Shot. And I... Tried it and I said I've gone too far. It was too. This is too much. It was gamey. It was not yeah. right. I felt it's, not. It's got a good. weird texture to it. Also, it's weird like, texture. Uh, it's when I was organy. Yeah, when I worked at the Hasidic Steakhouse, famously uh, mm-hmm. kosher steakhouse is probably the more accurate term for it. But um, the sweetbreads were were one of our most popular appetizers. And that's oh, did you try I it when you were there? Brain gland. I had a bite. Yeah, not for me. Wow. I think that's brain okay. gland. Yeah, I think it is brain gland. Brand brain, brain gland. Brain gloss. Brandon gland. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got a lot in school. That's yeah. You got gland a lot. Yeah. Um, do you have any resolutions that you're doing? You know, I made a little. I made a little note in my computer the other day, just mm-hmm. to keep it up there. Um, do I have any good ones? No, I'm. You know, it's kind of straight up trying to read more. I got I like a Kindle, that. trying to read more I a little like that. bit. Stick into my gym routine. I was pretty good towards the end of the year, but I want to continue oh, it. I've been awful for the last I, well, two I, months. We I've all fell awful. off during the holidays, yeah. you know. Yeah. We all fell off. I've been really bad. Tomorrow's uh, my first day back. Yeah, and then just doing some more doing some more comedy things, you know? Being on stage yeah. more. I love doing that. Doing the zip I zap. Zap, I saw, baby. I saw you? you doing a... Uh, oh, I saw... By the way, I saw that you have a show coming up. Very happy for you. That should be a lot of fun. I do. Um, I have... Uh, the main resolution that I've been doing, sorry, I remember that I wanted to take this class tomorrow, so I had to make the reservation real fast. Um, the main resolution that I've been doing is listen to a new album every day, and it's oh, the wow. 5th of January, and I'm, I'm so far so good. So far, That so is good. all, uh, I, I'm glad you said that, because I also am trying to listen to a new record, probably like one one a week I'm trying to yeah. do. Um, and I did hit up one that you told me to listen to last year. Which one? The Turnstile record. Oh shit! What'd you think of it? I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, that's why. I, that's great. why I texted you yesterday and I called you Underwater Boy. Wait, wait, did you text me yesterday? I texted you yesterday and said, "Hey, Underwater Boy, when can you record today?" <laughs> Which is a reference that. to a song on the Turnstile. Oh, album. you did, you yep. did, you did, and I answered. I answered at you a pretty ignored quick it, rate. Though, so I said, "Okay, geez, man." Oh, right, I guess I didn't. Me. I, it was seven fifty-four. I was, uh, like I said, I was at D and D last night. You were blackout, so. yeah. I was not blackout. Don't give I'm that kidding. impression. No, no, Brandon. Sorry. I told I, I made the mistake of telling Brandon that we went to a bar and I had, I think it was three beers before D and D, and that was that was enough to make me feel uh, a little loopy this morning. Not in great shape this morning. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, a struggle city. So, what albums are you? Do you know what albums you're going to listen to, or are you just going to hear someone's going to recommend something to you? And you're going to go, okay. And does this include new albums like they just were released, or one you would never listen to? So, old? I've been using a lot of. Uh, 
of best of 2022 to to take nice. off. I and TikTok honestly, I know you're not a big TikTok guy, but I get a lot of music stuff through TikTok. Um, there was one that was like it was so you're, funny. My you're friend just Chris, listening to the oh no, oh yeah, no. I just listened or uh, what's that astronaut in the uh, rolling down in the deep? Do you remember that one? Oh, is, is that a TikTok song now? Yeah, it, it was. It's already gone. Gotcha. It's already come and passed. Um, and they put that guy on late night television once, and it was the worst live performance I've ever seen. I don't know this. Fucking I don't know abysmal. this. I'll send it to you later. Um, so I used TikTok. I listened to this uh, Proxima Parada band was the first album I listened to, and it was like white guy, funky, kind of relaxed music. I listened to a Bossa Nova album after that, a nice. Brazilian jazz kind of album, um, which was really great. I, I like to listen to albums that either don't have lyrics or uh, or in a language I don't understand so that I can concentrate on reading and writing when I'm listening to music. So that's been Smart. most helpful. I listened to the new Pusha T album that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found this guy. What was his name? Fuck. Something Hami. Mock Hami. Uh, he, his song automatically played after the end of the Pusha T album. And I was like, this sounds great. And I'm going to save this for tomorrow. And I listened to that. I also listened to the new 100 Gex EP, but it's only three songs long. So. I did well, that look at this. Well. You're already you're you're crushing your resolution. I'm also trying to go. I'm trying to diversify. I could just sit here and listen to like emo punk yeah. bands every day, but I want to make sure I'm getting a little bit of everything. So if you got yeah. any wrecks, especially like I know you you're a classic rock uh, connoisseur. You and your father are. So if you have any albums that you think I might oh missed, I got some uh, I got some deep old rock stuff for you to listen to. I actually just made yeah, a playlist. My with one of my friends is going to his home country, and so it's a long flight. So I'm sending him. Uh, I sent him a little playlist and I was like, I try to diversify doing old, new, old, new That's on the smart. playlist because um, I'm pretty well versed in, in the genres of rock in that aspect. Um, so yeah, I'll send you some, I'll send you some juicy stuff. Have you heard the Wayest Blood album from last year? No. Send it my way. Yeah. That's the one. I'll listen to listen that one. To it. Okay. Um, well, all right, Brandon, we, uh, are, I'm not going to, we're not going to do ad reads this episode. We're going to go straight into the content. How do you feel about that? Oh, baby, it's a new year. No ad reads. <laughs> new year, no ad reads. New year, new, no ad reads. Brandon, we watched a silly movie. Now, mind you, this is the second movie with this lead actor in it. I guess he's, I guess he's probably more of a co-star in this. He's, he's not leading it. But I watched The Whale in theaters last week. I'm a big Brendan Fraser fan. I got to say, I'm yes. a big Brendan Fraser fan. In fact, one of my old jobs, the same company that your, your lovely girlfriend used to work at, Yes. My friend and I, who also worked there, we pitched to the boss doing... This is pre-Whale. This is years ago. This yeah, is pre-his pre comeback. Pre-the-Brennan-Zance. The, the Brennan-Zance. Remember yeah, the... The Brennan-Zance. I like had, that. That's yeah, good. Yeah. We had a Brendan Fraser account retweet uh, something on our page. That was <laughs> oh, a Brendan Fraser Renaissance Twitter page. Anyway. I totally forgot Pre that. that, we pitched doing a monthly Brendan Fraser movie night on the soundstage where we wow. went. Uh, I like that. He was in. We just never did it. And now okay. look. Now look. That's, he's back. Brendan's back. You I'm were, a big fan. As a kid, Mummy, classic. George classic, of the Jungle. Dudley classic. Do-Right. I go deep. Dudley Do-Right. Yeah, dude. I saw Dudley Do-Right in theaters as a small Me too. Title. Me too. Yeah, that was a great one. That was a great one. Um, And Airheads. I've never seen Airheads. But oh, Airheads is so good. You love it. It's good. Okay, it holds it. up. I watched it recently. I am trying to watch new movies or more movies as well this year because I do you you're on Letterboxd. How many movies yes. did you watch last year? So I started mine kind of late. I'm new to the Letterboxd, but I had okay. 36 on, on there, probably starting. I'm like, Ugh, oh, it's one. not going to tell me anymore. I've had two this year, but that doesn't count. I think I was in like the four, like low 40s, high 30s. Yeah. So not as yeah, many yeah. as I would have liked to. Um, I feel like, but any- I feel like 75 is a good number. Is that too high? 70. 70- no, I think that's great. I would I would love to watch 100 movies a year. Maybe that'll be my resolution next year. Um, watch 100 movies. I watched a movie today, Brandon. I was watched it, a movie today. Was it the movie that we're talking about today with Brendan Fraser? It's the movie we're talking about today with Brendan Fraser. Also, by the way, sorry, I uh, I watched Babylon last week and I really enjoyed it as well. I haven't seen it yet. I, I want to see it. Yeah, so I, I agree with your boy Alec that that Babylon is. He gave yes. it five stars. I wouldn't go that far. I might I I might honestly rewatch it with Miranda because I I enjoyed it a lot and I watched the trailer with her last night and I was like, yeah, this is something I would, might rewatch even though it's three hours and ten minutes long. It's an insanely long movie, but um, but Brandon, we're not here to talk about Babylon. We're here to talk about the Scout. The Scout, nineteen ninety four is the Scout, a baseball movie, maybe. Brendan maybe Fraser, movie. <laughs> Albert Brooks, who also co wrote it. Um, are you an Albert Brooks guy? How do you feel? 
I uh, I do like Albert Brooks. I feel like I haven't seen enough of him, but I, I watched Broadcast News a few years ago and I enjoyed his performance. So good. So good. Love yeah. that movie. Yeah. Very good movie. Um, this movie, though, I don't know if love is the first word I would use to <laughs> describe my no, feelings. Not love. I wouldn't say love. This was a strange movie. And like you, to- you told me to go check out the Wikipedia page afterwards, and it kind of made a lot of sense. That this is a classic yes. Hollywood story of, of like a script that's been in like in pre-production for a very long time and a lot of hands a lot of rewrites a lot of rewrites a lot of like original castings thrown a gone astray and uh and and it sounds like this this is just one of those movies where and then they also changed the ending i don't know if you read that in the wikipedia page the studio intervened and said that the original ending wasn't good enough and they had to change the ending which is you know never a good sign um and the the general plot of this one is yes albert brooks what? No, I was going to say, we'll go through everything. We'll go through oh, everything. Yeah. Uh, but no, please give the general plot. I, didn't mean I was going to say, Albert Brooks, he's a scout for the New York Yankees, 90s Yankees. So uh, mm-hmm. it's 94. So this is pre them going on the dynasty run. Yes. Uh, 94, scout for the Yankees. Uh, he's, I wouldn't say he's a disgrace scout, but he becomes one because he signs... Uh, Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. who, who um, is from a very Christian household. Okay, I was confused. I was confused. Let's get started. Okay, was let's he, get started. Where, what age was Michael Rappaport? Was this high school? What was this? Did I miss what that I think was? It, it had to have been high school. So the movie starts too. Let's get let's get let's get uh, something. the The theme of the movie is is King Kong. There's a lot of King Kong floating around. A lot this of movie Kong for some reason. And the movie opens up with. Uh, you see Albert Brooks. He's on a, he's on the the road. He's traveling. He's scouting around. He gets in a hotel room. And he says, "Oh, it's King Kong. I love King Kong." He watches King Kong. Now, King Kong is referenced a lot throughout this movie. King Kong is is he's referring to Brendan Fraser's character as King Kong. He's looking for his King Kong. He's it's it's a strange it's a strange thing to kind of get hung up on. And he was excited because the original one came on his yes. hotel room. Yes. Yes. Now, and then. Uh, and, the spaghetti sorry real quick the spaghetti oh the cooking in the hotel room have you seen a setup like that he had like a suitcase where it was sort of like a um portable stove yeah and a pot and pan and all of the things he needed to make like pasta which seems to be the only thing he makes i know that's another meal they reference in later in the movie is that that he's making spaghetti um but yeah that was really weird it was almost like a boy scout kind of travel yes cooking thing like camping cooking thing Mm-hmm. And it uh, wasn't. It didn't look appetizing. He does put like dried basil in the red sauce at one point, and then she'll make it. Yeah, his pasta. I always travel with basil, dried basil. <laughs> also, like you'd assume these guys are eating fast food every day, right? You're not trying to. You can't be healthy and also be traveling that often. Well, I'd imagine that they have. I don't know if they have a stipend, but they have to have a company card, or they expense diem, everything. Right? Yeah, or yeah, they expense think- everything. Yeah, so go get a salad. What are you doing? Don't be eating fucking hotel room uh, pasta, spaghetti sauce. I feel That's like George so Steinbrenner was like, I don't know. Maybe he was frugal with his scouts. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what the what the life of that kind of scout looks like. But then then he goes uh, he he goes to you see him go scouting. He scouts uh, the like you were saying Michael Rapaport, a pitcher, a young Michael Rapaport. Um, playing a little baby boy a starting pitcher and he talks to him and the kid's like do i want to go back to college or not go back to college do i want to go to college or do i want to sign this five million dollar whatever contract immediately out of the gate um and he goes to dinner with his family which is where the religious stuff starts coming in yeah and he was saying michael rapport was like hey uh i don't think i can like my parents don't think this is a real profession they're all about jesus albert brooks rolls in wearing a cross great Mm -hmm. shot by the way of panning out from the cross Tilting up from the cross to his face and him just smirking, him being a a nice Jewish boy, uh, was very good. And I was like, yes. I was kind of in on the movie at this point. I don't oh, know okay. how you felt. You, I was like, okay. I was still pretty shell shocked at seeing uh, Michael Rapaport as a as a baseball pitcher. That was that was still and very young. Yeah, very young. Because this yes. is I'm trying to think what his real breakout role was. I don't I don't remember off the top of my head, but um, uh, wasn't it Spike Lee? Wasn't he in? Um, yeah, I think it was a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. I'm forgetting on what it was. It doesn't matter. Um. But do the right it's thing. also do the right thing, right? Is that what it is? I, I, I don't know. So. I might. Yeah. I have seen. I haven't seen enough Spike Lee movies. I. Uh, I. I think that it's also introduces a weird reoccurring thing that happens, which is uh, Albert Brooks will just lie to get what he wants. <laughs> yeah, he starts saying Mickey Mantle's uh, sister was like the most the famous nun in the entire world, and also that the Jesus painting Michael Rappaport's family has in their dining room is also in the Yankees clubhouse. 
Yes. Yep. And they look at it every day. <laughs> They're very yes. religious. The Yankees. So are. the nun thing that kind of makes his dad go. Yes, this is good. He can sign with the Yankees. The Yankees are a Christian organization. <laughs> famously, famously, famously. Yeah, about, hey, no they, facial hair. Very clean cut. Other, Christian organization. Thing, that's very true. That's very true. No facial hair. Uh, the other thing, though, that he lies about is that he could that everybody had a tutor in the dugout with them. That when they weren't playing yes. baseball, they were, he was getting tutored all the time. That's right. They said Lou Gehrig had a tutor, right? Lou Gehrig, had, and that he caught his disease at college. <laughs> Yes, disease some nod at venereal disease. I wasn't sure what yeah, was going on. I, I wasn't sure what was going on there either. There's all there's as there is in every single one of these movies, a weird sex thing. But we'll get to that later. Yes, we'll get to that later. So he talks about high air tutor. And then this is the weird part. So they do that. He convinces them to sign. He signs with the Yankees. There's no minor. They're throwing a immediately high goes sh- to the majors straight into the majors. The next scene is him immediately getting called up and, and starting pitching for the for the Yankees. Uh, well, he doesn't start pitching. He never throws a real pitch because he, he gets too nervous and starts throwing up in the bathroom. He's throwing up. Uh, he runs at a Yankee Stadium. They said you can find him on the freeway, whatever they mm-hmm. say. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Rappaport's out. And then there's just this weird convoluted thing where the GM, who's a made-up GM, but George yeah. Steinbrenner is there. He's hanging out the whole yeah. movie. He's not a cameo. He's a co-star. He's charging six dollars for a glass of champagne for Albert. Yes, Brooks. he is. He is. Also, wait, wait. We there's a there's a parody to "Lose Yourself" by Eminem that we need to find where it's thrown up Al spaghetti, not Mom spaghetti. What yes, that? that's, yeah, that's very good. good. Right? That's, that's for uh, two people, and it's you and me. <laughs> that's exactly right. Not a lot of the Venn diagram of people who watch the Scout and get. Eminem yes. references at the middle. It's, it's very just tiny. us. Also, it's real quick, tiny. Michael Rappaport yakking on the mound. Very notable for a new thing that happens in baseball where pitchers are yakking all the time. Something we talked about on this podcast multiple yes. times is yes. pitchers throwing up on the, the mound. I think there was yeah. three yaks this last season. I believe three yaks, two of which Yakety were pitchers, yak. I think. Don't talk back. I think it- I, yeah, I think they were three pitchers. I, I'm having the worst food burps right now. I ate seaweed as a snack earlier during the movie, and I'm like burping up seaweed. It's the grossest thing in the entire world. Horrible. That's <laughs> what, wasabi seaweed. That's a good movie theater snack, seaweed. Mm, that's true. You're going to go I, see I, Avatar, I, The Way of Water, and eat seaweed? I don't think I'm going to go see the Avatar I don't movie. think I am either. I, I just didn't see the first one. I know. I didn't I don't like know it when it, the, the first one came out, yeah. I'm just not interested. Three-hour movie that, I, that I, I'm never going to think about again is just not something that I want. Yeah, not for me. Not something that I want. But so, so yeah. So Michael Rappaport gets too nervous. He's throwing up. Says, Jesus, God doesn't. There was this other weird scene where he's like, God doesn't want me to be a pitcher. Um, and Albert Brooks is like, God wants you to be a pitcher. God wants you to play baseball. He's doing these. Uh, he's, he's telling him that God is actually a very big Yankees fan. Yeah. Um, and so as a punishment, he, Albert Brooks gets sent to Mexico. Where he has to scout. With the GM, it was so weird. They were mad at yeah. him about Michael Rapper, and he goes, you're going to a made... I think that it was a made-up city. I don't. I think didn't they, recognize the town, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is going to be a fish-out-of-water story. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Not quite, though. This is, this is so... This, the montage of him in Mexico is so long. It's so unnecessary for the movie to work. And then you look at the runtime and it's an hour 34 and you're like, oh, okay. They just, they couldn't hit the 90 minute mark that they didn't, they yes. didn't throw in this weird. Also yes. incredibly racist depiction of Mexico. Just every awful early yes. 90s stereotype about Mexico is present in this movie. There's a man in the stands that's eating a, a foot of eating some sort. a pig foot, I think, or a cow yeah, hoof. Eat, and the whole joke is that he keeps offering uh, Albert Brooks's character. What's Albert Brooks's character's name? I realize Al, I right? Remember. It is Al. Okay. Yeah, it's Al. Al yeah. They keep offering Al, Al Percola. The... Al Percola, which, I mean, we talk about great baseball names. We're about to hear one of the best baseball names, yes. at least fictitious baseball names yes. in a long time. Um, keeps offering the foot. There's a weird, I'm trying to, oh, I'm trying to think of all the weird uh, racist jokes they do. There's uh, a guy slides into third, knocks the third baseman back, and there's a snack cart on the field. Yes. <laughs> there's a snack cart right next to third base. He makes reference to watching a baseball game where there's a goat that plays third base there's as well goat, at one point. And, yeah, and then the GM goes, yeah, f- get the goat's number or whatever, something like that. Yes, it's it's very strange. It's very strange. And so eventually, though, he hears about this this pitcher, Steve Nebraska. Steve Nebraska. Name. Also, Phenomenal of course, it's name. the one white guy in the Mexican league. Of course, and he's the only he's the only good one. And they yeah. bring him out. Uh, he goes to see one of his games, and they bring him out in like almost like King Tut style, like yes. raised in the air on a big throne, being Remember, carried from Mexico the outfield. Remember, Mexico is depicted as extremely poor. 
But they got yes. a throne for Steve. But Nebraska. they got a throne. They got a throne. Um, and he comes out, and Steve Nebraska is is does a thing. He also they're playing the 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 U.S. anthem. I don't know if you noticed that they're playing the U.S. Yes, anthem. Yes, poorly time. because that's I guess the joke. Because that, also they I were in that's... Navy outfits. I think. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what's, but they had like Steve for president signs in the audience. Yes, they, they and were eating Steve. Also, up. Brendan Fraser is Steve. Yeah, sorry. We should have. We should, I should have probably clarified that. Brendan Fraser, Steve, and then Steve does something that I've never seen happen in a baseball movie. Maybe rookie of the year, but Steve throws so hard the catcher gets knocked down. Knocked not once, down. not twice, but every time he throws a pitch, yes. the catcher's going flying. <laughs> and it, yes, and, it, and, it, and the ump it, sometimes too. That we'll talk about that later. Yeah, sometimes the ump goes flying, and he doesn't even see what happened. He just calls strikes like he sees them. Yep, very um, strange. Now, but Steve Nebraska. He's not just a pitcher. He's uh he's an old school Shohei Otani baby. He's a ninety Shohei Otani baby. You're goddamn right. Yeah, he's crushing homers too. He's hitting dingers left and right. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can I wrote, don't tell me he can hit too, because that's what Albert Brooks said. He said, yes. Oh, don't tell me he can hit too. Um, this is the, one of the few times we see his batting stance, and it looks awkward and bad. When he's when yes. Brendan Fraser's pitching, it looks natural. It looks like somebody taught him how to do a windup, but when he was Standing, uh, standing at the plate, it looked a little awkward. In Brendan's defense, he's Canadian. I know yes. they got the Blue Jays; they had the Expos at that time. But mm, I don't, not, you not know, a, I bet he's not a baseball fan. He looks like a baseball player. Not. That's good casting. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet he's not a baseball guy. If I had a bet, um, I would assume so. So they, so uh, Al Percola, Albert Brooks takes Steve to a Mexican restaurant because, of yeah, course, of course, yes. Um, and I don't know if you got this. But there's something deeply off with him, like S- S- Steve Nebraska, like is creepy at that that lunch scene. In the sense that with he the... has a, he has a line where Albert Brooks says, "No other scouts have found him." He goes, "A guy from the Cubs came, but he died." But the he way he delivered he it, the way he delivered it was like, "Oh, he killed him." Was how oh, I, I didn't think that. about that. His delivery and... was creepy, man. It wasn't He's... right. This whole performance, it was so hard seeing him just play essentially a worse version of Tom Hanks and Big the entire time. Yes. And and then see the whale where he's like this beautiful, dramatic play of a movie performance. It was so the whiplash was it was shocking because this is yeah. not a great performance. It's not. I mean, I feel like a lot of Brendan Fraser's 90s characters were like man boys. This guy. Yes, this guy. Yeah, we're this that guy. He's playing right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's I he's great in some serious ones too in the nineties. School ties. Have you seen seen School Ties? Mm-hmm. Watch I have not it. seen School one. Ties. All right, I'll um, add it to my list. Add it to your list. Uh, but yeah, there was something uh, something off with it. Anyway, he convinces him. Uh, he rebuffs any questions about his family. He says they're yes. around. He starts to act childish. You notice for the first time they start to allude that this man might be a, a, a bit of a child. He takes bites out of his tortilla so that it turns on a mat. It looks like a mask. Puts it on his face yes. and then wiggles his tongue a lot. I it's still silly. do that, so is that okay. childish? <laughs> I don't know. Go to go to a restaurant and do that. Take a picture <laughs> for me. Um, and the same kid asks for his autograph twice too, which is funny. That is funny. Um, a bit of the yeah. save the cat moment for the for the character. Yes, yes, he's yes, sweet yes. to the little boy. Yes, uh, I think they had to redeem him after it. You're like, oh, he's gonna murder Al. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Yeah. After, uh, you, after Brandon's like, I think he killed the last scout that came here. <laughs> I think he. Yeah. I think. I think he did. I'll stand by that too. Um, so he goes to the Yankee Stadium. Al calls in every favor in the goddamn book. Well, you're skipping a part. What? Al calls the GM of the Yankees and is like, hey, I'm going to I found the, the next great thing. You're going to want to sign this guy. And he goes, no, you're fired. You're fired. And so then Al has this like, I guess, Spanish translator piece of technology. It's like it's it's just, I don't know what it is, but he yes, says oh, I was fascinated by that. It's just a box that talks in Spanish? It's an original Google Translate. I guess so, right? I don't yeah. know what else. Yeah. Anyways, um, Al says, oh, there's a, a I think he refer, says a Mexican lawyer is right next to me. And he's going to, to do something. And he just claims the rights to Steve Nebraska and now is managing Steve Nebraska's career. He's the Scott Boris to, yes, to, he's, to Steve Nebraska. He's the agent. He's not really a scout. No, he turns. He gets fired as a scout and then turns into an agent on the yes. spot because he's this so impressed by Steve Nebraska. This movie should be called the Scout Backslash Agent. Yes, the Scout Backslash Agent. It should be like Face agree. Off, and there should be a a backslash. 
<laughs> no, I think that that's I think that that's right. Um, so Yak's immature at lunch. He gets fired. Then he's like, "All right, we're going to the states." So they get on an airplane. Uh, and this is the second time that Brendan Fraser's character, Steve Nebraska, starts acting up a little bit. He starts uh, listening to music in his little headphones. Did you remember those headphones? Did, those, did that bring back any memories for you? Yes, I do remember those. I don't think I ever used them, but they look like the doctor's... Uh, they look like a stethoscope. Stethoscope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so Brendan Fraser's sitting there singing off-tune music way too loudly. Uh, Al Brooks is getting embarrassed by it. He's telling him, you're talking too loudly now because the music's loud. Brendan Fraser never stops. Then the, the stewardess just comes up and... Uh, mind you, the stewardess sees this man on a flight. She's at work. This guy is acting incredibly annoying. Everybody around him is rolling their eyes. And and she says, oh, no, that's the man I'm attracted to. I'm going to go give him my number. And just no words drops the number in his hand. Very strange. And he's got a whole box of numbers. And he's carried that on his carry-on. He's brought that on his carry-on. That on his carry-on. But I don't <laughs> think he bag. uses it. Right. I don't know because a woman just appears later in the movie and there's no explanation the as to woman where that she appears. comes from or why she's there. Jennifer just shows up. I thought up. I missed something. I did too. No, I was like, I, I wrote down later, who the fuck is this woman? Who um, is that woman? We'll get could, there. Dude, we'll get there. We'll get there. So he's listening to music. He lands. And then this is also when we start to see that Brendan Fraser's got a weird relationship already with Al Brooks where he's talking about how... Uh, Al goes somewhere to talk to somebody on the phone or something. I don't know, but he leaves and, the airport. and Steve starts panicking at the airport and he's just screaming for Al standing in the middle of the airport like a child that's lost their parent. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's something deeply sad about his performance. It has whale energy. It's they They don't address this, but he's a child of abuse and they don't really talk about this at all in the they movie. They say at there's the end, no... they just like throw in a line. They're like, but you know, yeah. he's, his dad beat the, him up. The therapist that we'll we'll get to in a, in a oh, second yes. here um, is also the only person in that movie that's playing a like as like a dramatic true yes. attempt at at like not being funny at all, nothing silly yes. to them, very serious role. Um, so yeah, so he starts to act like a child that's lost at the airport. They meet back up, uh, they get into the cab, and the cab driver. This is the one of the other weirder things that happens in this movie. So we've we've already determined that Brendan Fraser is getting phone numbers from girls. The cab driver goes, "I have an incredibly beautiful sister. Here's her number." <laughs> and this again, a maniac in the backseat singing about how great New York is and how tall the buildings are and how everybody looks small down there. And the cab driver's like, "This is the guy I gotta set my beautiful sister up with." It doesn't. I know. And it's like there isn't a storyline where he has some weird Casanova ma- magic yeah. or anything. That's not the no. story. At he's all. good looking. There's, yeah, he's good looking. He's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, he's good looking. But yeah, very strange. Very strange. Also, like, I don't have a sister. You don't have a sister. I think we can still both agree that it's weird to be like my very beautiful sister. Yes, it's very antiquated to be like, I'm going to pawn off my sister to you. He didn't yeah. sound like that. That's just the voice <laughs> I'm doing. Um, Eastern European. Vaguely Eastern European. Vaguely Eastern European. Um, the Yankee Stadium stuff, though. Oh, yeah. So they go back to the apartment. He has Frazier sleep in the bed yes. because he doesn't want to fuck his backup because they're going to be sh- they're going to be uh, scouts tomorrow or all the MLB teams are showing up to, to do a bidding war on Steve Nebraska. Yes. Um, and this is where we get our first uh, our first of, I guess, three total MLB player cameos because Keith Hernandez shows up. So to prove how this, talented of a pitcher he is, this is my shows... biggest gripe. Do you know what this is? <laughs> it's Keith Hernandez at the Yankee Stadium. But is do- that what it is? Not just at the Yankee Stadium. My man puts on a Yankees helmet. Oh, I didn't even notice. You didn't that. notice this? You I guess I would. Yeah, I just you, know, you don't I'm get not, it. I'm Keith's a wearing player. a Yankees helmet. Never played on the Yankees. Very I know strange. He's retired at this point. But yes. then after that, you know, because he pitches to Keith, Keith's blown away. I think he strikes out. Right. This is the, this is a, yeah. Strikes out in three pitches. The catcher's going flying. This guy's this guy can't can't stay stagnant for the life of him. He's getting blown back every single time. Yes. Uh, and the 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 scouts, which were making fun of Al at first, the GMs there. I think Steinbrenner's there. Uh, yeah. They're on the phone already. They're trying to make. They they're wheeling wait. and dealing. How much money um, can we offer this kid? Yeah. He gets uh, up the bat. What did you say? Wait, wait, wait. They they clock his pitch at 109 miles an hour. Yes. Which didn't make sense because they were like, he was like, oh, it's broken. It says 649. Yeah. And then uh, Albert Brooks goes, no, no, no. That means 109. Nine. That's an but apostrophe. But that didn't logically make sense. Over 100. Me. No, no. There's six in the seven. I think it's 679 or something like that. He said. It doesn't make know. any sense. 
doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, then Brett Saberhagen comes up. Who was, and I think I met at the time, and he was wearing Mets gear. That's why I was like, okay, Keith, why? why? We can agree why? that, yeah, that Keith just wanted to put on the Yankees helmet. He had a little Someone needs little to call him out. Someone needs to screenshot that. I guess I need to do it. And I need to yeah, let's tweet talk at Keith to and go, what's up, dude? Does Keith, is, oh, he was on Twitter, because wasn't he getting a little uh, sliding into the DMs by accident on public on Twitter? Oh, I don't know if he's sliding into DMs. I just knew he was a little, he was a little uh, anti-vax boy. Oh, that's true. Uh, anyway, um, so so uh, so real quick, uh, I do Steve, have to say between please. this and Seinfeld, I have a feeling Keith's manager at the time was like, "You're getting into acting now that you're retired. Yeah. You're good looking." Yes. I think that's what yeah. happened because no, he had a window sense. where he was in a few things. He was in a couple things, but I don't think he's a charming man and, a, and a obviously a talented baseball player and talented broadcaster. But he just doesn't have you know like actor charisma. It's yeah, a different kind of so. thing. Yes, yeah, different kind of thing. Um, so then he crushes a homer off of Brett Saberhagen during the hitting portion of the tryout, uh, and then says he hits switch. So he's a switch hitting yes. dual threat, uh, yes. hundred and nine mile an hour throwing, four hundred fifty foot That's homer right. crushing baseball prospect. Uh, truly, what if you found yeah, out Otani saw this as a kid and he was like, "This is my inspiration." I. That would make me so happy to think that Shohei's like his his American cultural experience is watching this awful movie. Yes, <laughs> that he's about found. There's a better baseball movie, Shohei. So they do a blind bid, which is also weird. I thought it would be kind of like an auction thing where the other teams would see how much more the other teams were offering. The, the rules get... of baseball are totally out the window. Yeah, there's no minor league system at all. <laughs> there's <Yes>. uh, <laughs> there's guys in, in Mexico throwing 110 miles an hour that nobody's ever heard of. Um, so the the Yankees, lo and behold, win the bet. You knew this was coming because they had Yankee Stadium and uh, all these cameos and everything. But um, if you, also, if you're Albert Brooks, why would you have him sign with the Yankees? Money, you baby. You spite him, and I know money, but then you like go to the Red Sox, spite him, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Yankees offer him five fifty-five million dollars over four years, um, and then the weirdest stipulation happens. Brooks says that he's not going to play at all this season because they're in the middle of the season, and he doesn't want any of the credit or any of the blame if the Yankee season goes poorly. And then he gets into a little sidebar with the GM, and the deal that they the deal that they come to, the compromise they come to, that is the only way that Brendan Fraser's character Steve Nebraska will play this year is if. It's the World Series. If the Yankees get to the World Series, then he'll start game one. Because you know. Other than that. If you make it to the World Series, you want your top prospect who hasn't appeared in the majors to start it. And you're going to yes. be excited about it. And, and also, you can't wait. That's going to. The only thing I could think of, I think it's. Uh, didn't. Uh, what's his name? Crochet in the White Sox in 2020. Didn't he make Garrett his debut Crochet. in the playoffs? But I think he was relief, right? He wasn't relief starting. Relief pitcher. wasn't starting. Yeah. 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 That's the only thing was... I could think of that was comparable to this. But also, he also played college ball. Yeah. yeah, and throws heat. Um, yeah, throws heat as well. Then Brendan Fraser gets mad because people are taking his picture too much, and the court reporter—not the court reporters, excuse me—the uh, the 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 reporters and the cameramen are taking his picture too much. So he body slams a reporter in front of everybody. You know what that means? Steve is King Kong. Steve is King Kong. That's I know. why they, they did they that. Get, they get a little bit more heavy-handed with the King Kong later. In the yes, movie, I think but, that uh, was a this, that was a nod, but then they got more heavy-handed later. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and so we, this is also the first time where. Uh, we learn that the stipulation with the contract is that he needs to meet with a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist needs to sign off on his mental health, wellness, be whatever, being good, which is another <sighs> weird thing. And they said, "Don't you don't need to use our doctor. You go find a therapist out there in the yellow pages." Another thing that felt oh antiquated. God. Looking at now, just, also take a step back. If a player picked up a photographer and twirled oh, him around nowadays, yeah. Year suspension. For sure. <laughs> anger management yeah, classes. Yes. Yeah. Because um, this is all presumably on video because there's so much media there that yeah. everybody's the, yep. the video of him. It's going to be an HD or whatever the 94 yep. equivalent of HD is. Yeah. I guess SD standard definition. Yes. Um, but yeah, he also doesn't really throw him violently. He just like after Al Brooks pesters him over and over again, drops him. He doesn't yes. like slam him to the ground, but he does twirl, pick him up and twirl him around for a second. Um so they decide to meet with the therapist. Al Brooks is at a diner and he's going through the yellow pages and he picks the first psychiatrist or therapist that he sees in the yellow pages because her name starts with an Aronson. There's also like a um, uh, a note of surprise when it's a woman doctor. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you caught that. He goes, oh, just surprised is all or something like that. Because her name quick. was H. Aaron. Aaron. 
Yeah. Ha ha. Hank Aaron. Ha ha. Oh, I missed that. Wow. Yeah, that's what that was. That's why you picked her. Yeah. Um, Also, if you remember before, I think before he took him to the uh, therapist, that he was having nightmares. And then he was like, oh, you have nightmares. And then Steve like gaslights out. Do you remember this? He yeah, goes and like, he's like, oh, no, it must that wasn't have been happening. Me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Goes, it was like you. And it's like, what do you mean it must have been you? You would have known immediately if it was you having a nightmare. Yeah, very strange, very strange. So he goes to the therapist. He goes in, tells her the deal. They come out to meet with him. Um, and they, oh, also first, another th- weird thing he does, he demands to see her credentials. He goes into her office and then it's like, hey, do you have a degree I can see? Can you copy the degree and send it to me? Can you like fax a copy of this like, to somebody for Steve me? Steve and Al are two bad men. Yes. They're yeah, two bad they men and they didn't lean into that. They made the movie. These are two bad men. Yeah. Then maybe we would have enjoyed movie. it more. Two bad men. Yeah. And also the but therapist there's... is Diane Weist, by the way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actor Diane and, Weist. And she's the only person that gives like a truly dramatic attempt at, at, at a yes. role. She's, she's playing this very serious. I don't very, think very she. Serious. I don't think they gave her the other pages of the script. She yeah, thought this direction... was a a man finds a a an adult boy who's maybe gone through yes. some uh, a rough childhood and has trauma, taken yeah. him under his wing. And she goes, "Okay, I'll do this drama." Yes. Okay. And uh, I'm not going to read any other parts of the script. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so they go to get they go to get Steve from the the waiting room, and he has every magazine open, smelling all of the perfume samples. <laughs> Yes. Uh, immediately a sign that this man might not be uh, as, as mature as you would hope an adult yes. man would be. He goes into the room. They do some sort of weird Rorschach, Rorschach kind of test. test. Yeah. yeah. But instead of like ambiguous images, it's like pretty detailed like pictures yes. of like people fishing or a woman being sad or a man on a hospital yeah. bed or like. And then he has to interpret it. Of course, he interprets them all wrong. He doesn't yes. have any. He doesn't understand that. He thought the woman was sneezing when she was crying. He didn't associate the father and son fishing as being a father and son mm-hmm. relationship. She kicks him out um, and she says, I'm not going to give the letter to the kid. This kid is clearly has some sort of like deep he's, trauma. That she said not... he's disconnected. This is what yeah. his diagnosis was. What is that? I don't know. This is also early into the pop culture displays of psychiatry and, and therapy. Yes. too. So I wonder if how much. Uh, like expertise that they from the field they brought into this. Yes, I'd probably, say very little. Probably didn't focus. I mean, there was forty writers that touched this thing, and I maybe one yeah. of them did something. Maybe one of them that did it. Yeah. Um. So the he eventually convinces her. He being out convinces her that if he goes to therapy every single day, then she'll give him a letter now. So she gives him a letter now. Um. They go back home. He starts throwing plates out the window at the reporters outside the apartment building. There's just reporters outside of his residence, and he takes. I guess also Al Brooks, a single man living on his own, has 50 plates set with him at any given opportunity. Like, he had so a many plates. Pasta. Just, you got to make pasta, of, dude. That's true. That might have been the spaghetti night, too. So now he's throwing plates at reporters. He's picking reporters up and throwing them on the ground. He's just a, a generally being violent towards the media. Um, uh, kind of a predecessor to Trump, if you think about it, dude. <laughs> Is this commentary on Donald J. Trump? I think this might be commentary on number 45. Um, so, oh, look, his number was 45. I don't think that was the number. He was 18, actually. Also, this is a weird thing where Steve wants a knife, and they don't really explain why. Dude, that's what I'm saying. There's something that they didn't, they didn't like explore what his deal yeah. was. And Brendan Fraser was like, out on the editing floor, or something. and I don't even blame him. But I think Brendan Fraser's like, I'm gonna just read these lines and I'm gonna figure it out. And I'm like, gonna yeah. be wild because this character yes. has issues. Yeah, or there's stuff that was edited out that would have made this scene make a lot more sense. But yes. um. He just asks for a sharp knife and there's like a two minute scene of Al Brooks hiding all the knives in his apartment from him and giving him like a small butter knife to work with. Yes. And this is Very after strange. Diane Weiss said that he's disconnected. Yes. And that if, if there was like underlying trauma that if it were brought to light that he, maybe he could get yeah. violent perhaps. So he's Steve or Al Brooks is in his head a little bit. Um, Great baseball movie. Great baseball movie. Yeah. How much baseball have we seen at this point, Brandon? Uh, the intro of 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes, and then nothing really afterwards. Nothing really else. Um, um, so then he they, they does a press conference. Yes. And and Al Brooks makes him lie throughout the press conference saying his dad was a Harvard graduate. He's uh, from the Mideast. Sorry, the Midwest. Very funny. He's a regular George Santos. Yeah. <laughs> what an insane story. I, di- I didn't say I was Jewish. I said I was Jewish. Did you yes. see that? Classic. Great quote. He's a, I kind of, he's my favorite character of 2023. 
so far. I early front runner. I completely agree. Betting yes. favorite for the weirdest yes. guy in 2023. Weirdest guy. How long? Um, how long? Real quick. How long does he last? How long is he going to be there for? A year? I I think that they can't because he got elected. I don't think that they, I, I. Yeah. What is it? Is it a four or two year term in the house? Uh, uh, two. Two, right? So yeah. yeah, two years. And I can't imagine the ethics committee would wrap up an investigation quickly enough for. Though who knows? Dead people have been elected. People in jail serving time have been elected. Yeah. Like who knows what's going on? Who knows what's going on with this guy? Um, but the therapist sees the press conference. And and is is like I'm not going to work with him anymore. He's lying. You can't do that. Meets up with Steve or meets up with him alone. Um, him being Al Brooks and Al Brooks talks her out of it again. Says no, 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 no. It's going to be fine. You could just meet. And her demand is that he has to start coming alone to therapy sessions, uh, which is never addressed. And there's no reason why. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's no explanation, and there's no reason as to why Al Brooks can't be there. And there's no like later thing in the movie that explains why it was beneficial that he wasn't there. Yes. Very yep. weird. Pretty much. Very weird. Yeah. Then they. They drop us right into a live Tony Bennett concert. What happens? What <laughs> if they edit? No explanation. It's like no... a banquet. I guess that makes sense. Okay, I'll I buy guess. It. Yeah, it wasn't like a concert hall. It was like a dining room kind it's of. It's a area. banquet. Like the mayor's there. Like there's like you know I get that celebrities sort of. are there. Yeah, and Tony he's Bennett's become singing. a celebrity of sorts. Everyone wants to see Steve Nebraska. Then there's a woman that's with them. The- and then Jennifer appears. No Jennifer. explanation as to who Jennifer is. Who's Jennifer? No ex- and also, they don't introduce her at like the first five minutes. She's just the person in between Steve Nebraska. I thought she was an extra. Yeah, I was like, who is this? I guess they've established that he's a ladies' man, but there's no, been no explanation or indication that he's going to have a woman come on a date with him. He's not talking to women on the side. She's just there. She's just there, and there's and it takes him about five minutes for us to realize that she has a name. Her name's Jennifer, and then we, do, you don't even really realize it's a date until the end. Because if this were a date, it's weird that Al Brooks is there. It's weird that he brought along like a fifty-year-old man on his date to the Tony Bennett concert. I Very don't strange. know what happened. Very strange. Then uh, Tony acknowledges that Steve's in the audience. Steve stands up. Gets a standing ovation, da 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 da. Starts singing the closing song to Tony Bennett's concert performance. Gets the entire crowd to sing along with him. Tony storms off stage because he's upset that his concert has been ruined by Steve Nebraska. And Lady Gaga says, "No, no, no, Tony, it's okay. No, okay, no, Tony. Tony, you got another fifty years in you, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Stick around. No, I'm, I'm going to milk those pockets. I wrote random lady at the table question mark. Um, and then they get into the limo together. And that's this is where the sex alluding starts to happen. So they're they're in the limo together and they get dropped off at their apartment. Um, and uh, Al's like, come on, Steve, come up. And he says, no, I want to hang out. I want to go grab dinner with her. I want to go hang out with her, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Al's pretty heavy handedly being like, don't you need to be ready for you need to keep your body in check. Practice in the morning. Yeah. Practice in the morning, which is another crazy fucking thing that happens. Um, and eventually. Al and Steve exit the limo. Steve says, hold on, shuts the door, screams at Al, says, you're not the Yankee I am, gets back in the car, goes home and has sex with this lady. Well, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Did he nail her, I think, is a quote that is. That's what Albert Brooks said later <laughs> yeah. in the night. Yes. Did you nail her? Um, then we uh, we cut to a laundry room. Uh, Al's after a little bit of a montage of him moping around the apartment alone. Al's doing laundry and comes Steve. Steve gives him a chocolate baseball bat. He's taken a bite of already. <laughs> Where do you find a chocolate baseball? bat? I don't know. It was clearly just wrapped in aluminum foil. Like it wasn't like yes. wrapped nicely. It was more like um, a stick. It was more like a chocolate stick. It was a chocolate stick. A hollow uh, chocolate. And also, stick. it has been referenced many times. But Steve Nebraska loves to eat. That's it. Yes. That's true. There, he eats a ton, and also laundry is really soothing for him for some reason. Loves laundry. Not not sure why. Not sure why. Absolutely not sure why, but he says it's a calming thing for him. There, now that I'm thinking about it, there are just so many unexplained things in this movie with no justification later on. You can really just... tell that there was 80 writers that touched this. Yeah. And, and that the editor, they probably like had like three hours worth of material, and they're like, you got to make this 90 minutes. Yeah, you need to cut half of this out. Yeah. Um, and still it needs to make sense. Also just fucking start the script over at that point. You had, cause they bought the rights of this from an article. They, somebody got, you wrote an article about finding a prospect who, by the way, in the article never goes to the majors that real, the, the guy, this is based and you on know never what? makes it. To the he majors. didn't need to go to the majors in this one either. No, he could have just been in the minors. What are they going to throw a, a strange guy in? And, 
and you had the you had the rights to the article. Just rewrite the fucking script. What are we doing here? You God. don't need to try to punch up something that doesn't make sense already. Anyways, um, gives him half-eaten chocolate. Asks him if he had sex and tells him if he did, he needs to use protection. Al Brooks doesn't. Al Brooks is like, nah, never mind. I won't ask. And then uh, then Brendan Fraser goes, Do you want to yeah. ask if I nailed her? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, Well, since you brought it up, and he says no. He says they didn't have sex. So that's good to know. Weird conversation. And then he says, and again, as this fatherly role is materializing in front of our eyes, he asks him, make sure you always use protection. Promise me you'll always use protection. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the backdrop of all this, the Yankees are going on a run, apparently. The whole, yeah. The Yankees, the doorman tells Steve that they're a shoe into the World Series, I think is a quote that comes in later. Which is funny because uh, I realized it's 94. So this was the lockout year. There wasn't a World Series that year. Oh, shit. You're right. The year the Blue Jays should have won. Expos. Right? Expos. Excuse oh. me. I mixed my Canadian teams up. Oh, Brendan would be so mad at me He's if he heard so me mad, say that. He'd be so mad, dude. He'd be so mad. So then they need to start practicing on the off chance that the Yankees actually make the World Series and Steve needs to pitch in the first game. So why go to a baseball field, Brendan, when you can go New to York a parking garage? New York City doesn't garage? have any parks or baseball fields. We all know I don't. Of course, famously not not baseball fields or or oh. outdoor areas at all. No, the only place to practice pitching is in a crowded parking garage. Yes, and who's who's going to catch him, Brandon? Who's going to catch Cola. Steve? Of course, and he's how's he going to do it, Brandon? He's going to hide behind one of the 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 pillars, the pillars in the parking garage, and just stick his glove out there. And guess who doesn't want to do this? Brandon Fraser. Brendan Fraser, he says, this is stupid. What are we doing? I'm going to break your arm, change your hand. He he gets bullied into doing it. He throws one pitch, misses the glove, hits the pole. And then we get like an 80s hokey bong, 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 pinball effect of the baseball bouncing off of like eight different pillars and then breaking the window on someone's thing. It could have just been one pillar. It could have bounced off a pillar and -hmm. and gone straight to a window. But no, we had to really emphasize how fast this ball is that it can hit eight cement objects and continue with the velocity it takes to break a window. Very strange. Yes. I'm pretty tired at this point watching this movie. This is probably the most scathing review. I got to say I, we watched, if you think about it though, we've watched a lot of kids movies before this. We've watched a lot of like children's. So you think we're more forgiving on the children. I think we are because you can kind of just like take everything with a grain of salt because in these universes, anything can, we're not like the editing of this movie sucks. Well, this one though, sort of anything can happen too. They just didn't lean into the magic until the end. I also went in with higher expectations because I was like, oh, Al Brooks wrote this. He's got a writing credit on this and he's starring in it. There's, this should be somewhat serviceable. No, not really that serviceable. Um, Ball ricochets, Blake, break a window. Guess what, Brandon? The Yankees are going to the World Series. <laughs> the Yankees are in the World Series. Steve Nebraska, you're starting game one. Whoever your your number one starter was the whole year, uh-uh-uh. No, yeah, no, Steve we want to fuck this rotation up. You I don't are, know who's, is David Cohn your number one then? I don't know, but Steve Nebraska's your number one now. He's your number one now, and also, guess what? Uh, he's never met any of the other players. He's never been in the team at all, and they want to keep that juju going by bringing a strange man uh, who can allegedly throw 110 miles an hour into the clubhouse. Did you, who's never played a uh, game in the minors, have you, uh, <laughs> did you catch the best cameo though of the, uh, which one wasn't a baseball player who was, there was, it? uh, there was a coach on the Yankees that was JK Simmons. Oh, I totally missed that. Did he JK have hair? JK Simmons with a little bit of hair on his head. Okay. Damn. Yep. I totally missed that. To be honest, at this point in the movie, I'm on my phone a lot. You're eating your seaweed. I'm eating my seaweed. I had a chicken salad sandwich for dinner today. I'm not. I'm not invested. Let's just say that. Sure. I was not invested. Um, so he meets the therapist before the the big the World Series thing that happens. Um, and then she says, he's like, can you give me a bit of his diagnosis? He had an abusive father and now disassociates and acts like a child and is latched onto Al Brooks as his father figure. That's that's the official diagnosis. And hey, guess what? We could have fucking guessed, man. Yes. <laughs> Thank we could have guessed. Thank you for spelling it out for us. <sighs> so time to get ready to pitch. Um they they see Steve in the dugout uh, panicking about the fact that he has to pitch in the World Series. He's chugging hot dogs. I don't know if you you remember yes. this. He's sitting at his locker just guzzling hot dogs. Yes, the same uh, of... the same clubby that's that was helping out Michael Rappaport when he was yak and is helping out yeah. Brendan Fraser now. And he's like, he takes hey, the buddy, hot dogs get... out of his hands, right? 
says, don't eat these. This is a bad idea. Steve goes to the phone, calls the therapist. Guess what? It's fucking seven o'clock, dude. Your therapist is not in office anymore. He le- but the secretary is, and he leaves a message. Um, yeah, they, they're, they can... Remember Albert Brooks, when he makes the appointment, she answers yeah. the phone immediately, and she tells him to come over immediately. Never in That's the history of doctors in is the it United an States has that happened. Yeah. Is it an emergency? Okay. Come over now. Got it. Steve goes missing during the national anthem, and guess who's singing the national anthem, Brandon? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. And they say, oh, I think, uh, uh, was it is it Al Michaels that's doing it? I think Al Michaels is doing it. No, it's Bob Costas and, and Bob Costas, excuse me. Bob Costas. Okay. I don't know why I said it like Bob Costas. Bob Costas. Um, they say, oh, they must know each other. They're having a little conversation. I think Al or Tony says something along the lines of, are you going to ruin for this for me too? I'm paraphrasing here, but something along those yes, lines. It's also like very... It's very easy to see where Al Brooks punched up the script by just adding jokes. Like the whole yes. Tony Bennett thing had to just be something he added in. I bet he knew Tony script. Bennett and he's like, hey, Tony, can you come do this? Want to be in a movie. Yeah. And also George Steinbrenner is drinking champagne. He's having a good time. Yankees <laughs> he's in the World Series. He's in. He's he's there's so much Steinbrenner in this. Yeah. The man, this is where if, we start to get if, a real heavy this was a big movie. And and it was an Academy Award movie. He could have been nominated for a supporting actor role. Like he's yes, in. He this has movie. enough lines. He probably he has, has like the sixth most lines in the movie. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And also, my strange. favorite line because what happens is Steve Nebraska goes to the roof, right? Okay. Yes, we'll get there. But I have a question for you. Why yeah. did Steinbrenner agree to do this and then not agree to do Seinfeld? Money? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, I because um, or do you think Jerry and? Uh, Jerry well, and Jesus I'll Christ. say this: they were Jerry, actually filming me. at Yankee Stadium, and yeah. I wonder if George, because actually this movie was referenced recently, because Brendan Fraser did a one of those actors on actors thing oh, on I YouTube like with, with Adam Sandler. Sandler. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he mentions this movie, and he says that Steinbrenner, I guess they had like uh, I'm paraphrasing the story, but uh, they're like pulling audio cables on the field of Yankee Stadium, and George Steinbrenner yells at them and says, "Get the f off my field!" So I think wow. he's like. I think because it was being filmed at his house, I think he okay. was like well, I'll keeping his that. eye on stuff. Yeah. You think he and also, a, you think he, has, he was a fine actor. I mean, he was fine. totally fine. There are so many worse celebrity, weird celebrity cameos yes. in movies. Speaking of uh, number 45 in Home Alone 2, there's a weird yes. little Trump cameo famously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is where the movie really goes, leans into the King Kong thing. Uh, Brendan Fraser escapes and climbs to the roof of Yankee Stadium to get some fresh air. The game's supposed to have started. Everybody's in a panic. Uh, yeah. Al Brooks is running around looking for him. He finds out he's on the roof, and he climbs up on the roof with him. And uh, Steinbrenner does have a line that was my favorite line in the movie where he go, where he finds out that he's on the roof, and he goes, Up in the roof? <laughs> that's that? genius! <laughs> up in the roof? I don't remember that, but that's what he said. And then he thinks it's a great idea. He said, it's like a celebrity entrance. This is wonderful. What else do we want than our star $55 million player being on top of the And who has a better entrance, Edwin Diaz or Steve Nebraska? I mean, the Steve Nebraska entrance is, one, incredibly dangerous, (laughs) and two, uh, doesn't have a great song accompanied with it. So I would maybe say Edwin Diaz. Um, so, yeah, so they go up there. They have a little heartfelt moment, blah, 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 blah. I, I wrote, didn't think they'd go literal with the King Kong thing. <laughs> um, Brooks tells him, do what you want. I don't care. And then Brendan Fraser's like, aha moment is that, oh, what's the worst thing that happens? I lose. And that's what convinces him to play the game. Yeah, he takes a helicopter down. Bob Costas and Tim McCarver, calm as hell. Don't care. Yeah, don't care at all. No. If this and happened also- in modern era, Bob Costas would lose his mind. Also, it was so weird to me because not only was the uh, uh, not only was the helicopter there, but they can't land the helicopter on the roof. They're saying so the helicopter has to uh, put down the longest fucking yeah the longest uh, ladder you've ever seen in the entire world. This thing looks shaky as hell. Um, it's just the strangest thing in the entire world. The strangest thing in the entire world. Also, my my video just cut out. I don't know I what's know, going I saw on. That. Says, my my camera's not working. Whatever. Um, and so guess what happens, Brandon? He goes, he pitches, they love him, it's great, he does well, he's striking guys out, he gets he's hitting home runs, he's truly just being the Shohei Otani of the of the of the thing. It's it's wild. Um, okay, how is he allowed to hit? Designated hitter's gotta be it, right? Can he DH for them? No, because he was pitcher. 
Like Shohei, they made they works. made that thing that rule recently where once he left the game, he could DH he could the DH. rest of the game. But that was not in effect then. So they kind of just bend the rules of baseball again. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know what's going on. They just, you know, this is the only baseball scene in the movie. So please take it, <laughs> take it like, yes. uh, enjoy what you can. Pitch is great. Hits a homer. Um, Ozzy Smith is the first guy. Or the okay. final. Ba- Ozzy, uh, amazing player. Great player. Yes. Hall of Famer. Is he the scariest guy? You know what I'm saying? Like it's Cardinals like he, was a weird choice at all. Cardinals didn't that didn't make sense to me at all. It was, uh, but I don't know if Ozzy is the scariest guy in that situation. I don't no, know because he's a he's not a power hitter. He's a contact it's not a power. Hitter. I guess he could slap one and like run to first. You know what I mean? I guess yeah, maybe that's he the could fear. Break up, yeah. Get the thing working, whatever. Um, anyway, so he strikes him out, and the final pitch, Brandon. Who knows how fucking fast it was? There's no, uh, there's no thing. But it knocks not only the catcher off, but the umpire in a comical way. They both go flying into each other, um, and the, and he's like, "Well," and he's like, "I guess it was a strike," and that's that's how they they strike him out. That's how he wins the game. Two zero, low scoring game, and that's it. And that's, right? That's pretty much the movie. It, uh, yeah. Oh, hundred and twelve miles an hour. Excuse me. There was hundred and twelve. Okay. And the movie um, ends. The movie just ends. <laughs> So, how many Steve Nebraskas do you give this movie out of five? I, I agreed with your two stars. I gave it two stars. It's a two star. And I think the only reason it's two is Albert Brooks and Brendan Fraser's presence. And I know it was not yeah. either one of them's best performance. No. But they do have a charm to them that, is, that and, made it tolerable, which I'm like, I'm excited to see what they do. And Brooks d- still does have a couple classic Al- uh, Albert Brooks moments. Oh, excuse me. I got a yard gun. Um like as weird and offensive as the foot thing was, that was still just like very classic Albert Brooks, just kind of being like, oh, you know, yes. being himself. That was funny. Yes. Handful of other moments where it's just like, okay, he's being himself. The cameos are fun. Cameos are fun, but it's nonsensical. There's a lot of stuff that goes completely unexplained. There's some, honestly, some pretty elementary mistakes from a filmmaking perspective that that happened in this movie, which is just kind of strange. Yeah, it was a it was a little exhausting. Um, did, not a did baseball it make movie. Money? I don't know. Let's look it up. I'm checking the IMDb page. IMDb normally will put the budget as well as the gross. And I, because I, I'm assuming this was a uh, a movie that was widely released, right? This was a theatrical release for this movie? Yeah, I think so. So this, okay. I also, trivia, Steve Nebraska's character is loosely based on a guy. Film had a long development history. Yeah, and then Peter Falk was cast as Al initially in 1983. So this movie was oh in the works for God. 11 years. Insane. The crowd and overhead shots at Yankee Stadium uh, are from the 93 season when the Yankees hosted the Detroit Tigers at the end of the season. Mm. So that makes sense. And I think they beat the Tigers in the, the championship, right? Is that who they beat to make it to the World Wait. Series? In, did they make it in 93? No, no, no I'm the, saying the, in the movie, in the movie, in the movie. Oh, yeah, I think so. Also, you're right. The first uh, goof is in the film, uh, pitcher Brendan Fraser bats in game one in the World Series. If the American League team is home, they are allowed to select a DH. Baseball. Yeah. During the tryouts, a wooden bat makes it sound like a metal bat. That's funny. A shot of Steve Nebraska on the right roof of Yankee Stadium is swapped left for right. That is the kind of shit I'm talking about. This is easy filmmaking stuff. What are you doing? His green beer bottle keeps turning between cuts while each uh, continuity issues. There's always continuity issues. Um but yeah, so the release date was September 30th, 1994. The opening weekend was one and a half million and it grossed 2.6 million, which I mean, I got to assume that the budget was higher than 2.6 million. I can't yeah, I think so. I think Steinbrenner alone. Yeah. Him, so him probably rent out Yankee Stadium was probably. So enough. yeah, two Steve Nebraska's out of five, I'd say. And that's that's a pretty reliant on the star power of the movie and not the movie itself. And that's the scout. And that's the scout. Brandon, what, what's the next movie that we should do for the pod? The Scout 2. <laughs> a Scout 2. We the have Scout questions. I'm, I'm starting to think that we should maybe get to them next week. We're, we're over an hour at this point. We're well over an hour. Ah, yes. Um, we're about yeah. to be as long as The Scout, honestly. If we did these questions, the movie would be as long as our podcast. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, yeah. Unless, you, I think unless I, we could talk Correa. We can talk Gene Segura. We can talk. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, let's be quick. Let's just burn through them. Uh, okay. Correa's uh, going to be signed tomorrow because we put this podcast out yes. today. Yes, so uh, Eric Stenholm at Eric Stenholm asked, Brandon, at this point, do you even want the Correa deal to be finalized? Yeah, I want it to be finalized, but like, I want it to be done already. I'm over it. I'm sick of What's your confidence Twitter. level at? 
it's still like an eight. I think it's going to happen because he's not going to yeah. get that fat a deal anywhere else. Like he can he go to Minnesota and get like maybe a crazy average. Yeah, I don't know. Two or three years. We'll see. I mean, I, we will never know what's going on behind closed doors probably. Um, I hope we eventually so. find out. But yeah, right now. We're I think I think now. I bet Friday tomorrow, the day this is released, I bet we find out and it's in the past. So yeah, I want it to be finalized, but I also want it. Let's move on. Let's start the baseball season. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's go. Um, um, Marlins rumored in some Red Sox trades. Gene Segura signed, you know, because that's what we needed more middle infield. Uh, well, it sounds like he'll be playing corner infield. Uh, speaking base. of which, Just Marlins asked, Charles LeBlanc DFA'd. Tell me how you really feel, Sam. So fucking stupid. The entire year last year, we were like, call this kid up. He's hitting great in the minors. He gets uh, called up, plays well, and then we DFA him. Tell me how this makes sense. Poor yeah, Lewin Diaz. You see Lewin Diaz bouncing around. He's back on the teams. Orioles now. He's back on the Orioles now. Do you I think he's, fine... he bought property in every town? He's like really quick. I don't. There's truly time. I don't know if there's time for him to move. Uh, like, no, like what I don't think do he's done anything. Situation? He's probably just at home and he's like, okay, I'm going there. Okay, I'm going there. And that's it. Yeah. And it's strange and whatever. Um, um, yeah. What else? Andy Harris at K26DP said, will the Marlins step up and make a bid on Carlos Correa's leg and a step up an insensitive term given Correa's physical? Nah, it's not insensitive. He's fine. No, he's it's not. Perfectly he's fine. Ca- he's per- perfectly he able. And the Marlins are not going to do that. Sorry, Marlins it, fans. No, I can't. The The idea of the Marlins signing a key free agent is... If know. he wanted a one-year $20 million deal, I don't think the Marlins would do it. No, I also don't think the Marlins would do it. Um, uh, last thing, call me Cassian at at always uh, Cassian said not a question just please take care of Gene he's such a good player guy Sam take good. good care of him all right I'll see what I can do I, I I was a little bummed not bummed by the signing but just kind of indifferent about it and I've talked myself into it so let's hope Jorge Soler's bat turns around Avicel Garcia is still skinny which is good to see um yeah I don't know how can I talk myself into this Marlin season I'm a, I am anticipating a trade before the year starts yeah for being honest there are rumors yeah. still in the Pittsburgh shit. They're rumored in some Red Sox. Something will happen. Now. This won't be the final roster. This can't be the final roster. No, Pablo Lopez is going to be on a competitor somewhere. Good for him, too. Happy for Pablo. Um, all right, Brandon. I think that's our show. Tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at Brando Grosso. Where can they find you? Find me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at NL Feast. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. We'll read any emails as so long as they're not mean and nasty. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well. Leave a review and we will... What will we do, Brandon? We'll read the review on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give us, I, give us five Steve Nebraskas. Watch the scout. and let, Yeah, give us five Steve Nebraskas. Watch the scout and tweet at us uh, what you think of it. It's available on Hulu right now. So if you're a Hulu head, all those Hulu heads out there, make sure you tune in uh, to the scout. Um, and yeah, Brandon... Happy Scout Day! Uh, Happy look forward Scout to day. look forward to taking the doing the podcast again now that the the holiday break is over. I know we were a little uh, inconsistent there for a while, but we're we're back, Brandon. We're back with the nonsense and during the off season. Up in the roof, up in the roof. All right, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye 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 bye.